It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Coach, it seems like it's been a very long time. Did you ever think today would come where you would finally open up camp? Uh, well, I knew the time would come eventually. Um, it's obviously very good to be here. We still got a lot of hurdles we're overcoming with masks and social distancing and uh, COVID testing and all the other things come with it. But I know the players are excited to be back out on the field and the coaches getting ready for something that um, is what we do. So, And then, uh, you know, you, you actually have a lot of guys coming back from, from last year and, you know, a, a, a team that went to the Final Four. But the thing is, is that you've also got some new quarterbacks. How are they looking so far and how many players – are going for that starting job right now? Well, we have three or four competing for it right now. Uh, We're hoping to have that narrowed down by mid-next week to at least the top two guys. Uh, They look good and have looked good through fall camp, Uh, have a long ways to go, both of them or all three of them. Um, But we'll be ready. Um, I'll be able to answer that question a lot better by the end of next week as to how they look and how they're progressing and, you know, exactly how they fit this team. The good thing is they got a lot of weapons around them. Uh, whoever the guy is, is you know, just go out there and manage your weapons. Uh, Jay, just to build off that a little bit, you've got, um, you know, Matt Hammers, your offensive coordinator. He's been that for like a year now, but he's yet to call a game. Um, so what, what has this offseason been like as far as, that whole process of putting in the offense, uh, managing the quarterback position, what are what has that helped some? Where has that hurt? What has that been like? Well, it's actually been a huge benefit to us in a way because it's given us extra time to continue to hone in on exactly what Coach Hammer wants to do. Now, this will not be his first game he's called. He was the offensive coordinator here for a bunch of years before with Coach McBride. Uh, so th- this is not his first rodeo as far as calling games. Um, but I'm excited to see how the offense continues to develop and move forward because this is something that he and I have had some extra time to really hone in on exactly what we want to do together, Uh, and I like the direction of what that offensive staff is doing. And uh, I asked Jared this, but it it seems like most everyone on campus is kind of in the the same direction as far as wanting to play. Um, you know, the Montana schools opting out was kind of a surprise. So uh, just from where you sit, your position as head coach, what, what are your thoughts on, on wanting to go forward with the spring season? Well, we want, to, we want to play for sure. And those two Montana coaches were competitive guys. It's just with the weather up there, they just didn't feel that that was the right or the fair thing to, to do to them or their players or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, but we're moving forward. And today, there's, I mean, it's raining like crazy out there right now. We just got off the football field. We're moving forward as though we're going to have obstacles and stuff. things are going to come up. We're going to have to overcome them and be ready for a good Idaho State team that first game uh, who's been practicing for a month in the Dome. So bottom line, it's not always going to be equal, and you got to find a way to do it. And our goal right now is to, to get to that first game and play great and, and then just take one 
game at a time after that. Jay, Jay Catch here from The Zone. I just wanted to ask, this is more of a long-range question, obviously, but you guys got two seasons in a calendar year is what it's looking like currently. I know we're first day as technically spring camp here, but what are some of your goals or what are you going to try and do to keep guys healthy and maybe potentially playing up to maybe 20 games if you guys make the playoffs again this fall? So here's the crazy thing. We, we have six regular season games plus potentially four uh, – postseason games and then next week next year we have 11 games or in the fall you have 11 games plus potentially five postseason that, that could be 26 games in in a year and if he if, if it plays out that way that means we pretty much played a football game every other week for a year think of that 26 games in a year so we as coaches will have to be smart on how we get to manage it now hopefully we get to the postseason and we do what we think this team can um, and if we do, then we got a chance to do something special, right? To make to make the postseason t- twice in one year, and and to win championships and and do things that you know we've set our goals at. Um, it could be special if we handle it right, and that's going to be my job to make sure we're keeping guys fresh and and dealing with injuries and you know all the stuff that will come with this uh, extended se- seasons or se- extended year. I know the coaching fraternity is pretty small out there. I just wanted to get your reaction to Jeff Choate deciding to uh, leave Montana State and head to Texas. Well, Jeff Choate and I have been close friends for a long time, uh, way back when he was at Boise, and he was a special teams coordinator at Boise, and I was a special teams coordinator at Utah. And I probably spoke with him more than any other coach as far as sharing ideas and what we were doing and things that we could do to get better. And then when I took the job here, I think I was just two years, and then he joined the league. And we continue to share ideas, and uh, I'm happy for him. I think it's a great opportunity. He would not have left Montana State. That was a great job if this wasn't a really good opportunity for him. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I get it. There's no ideal timing to ever take a different job. It's never ideal. Um, but I get this one. He's, he's going to go to a big-time school and be a defensive coordinator. I mean, it, it was a hard one for him to turn down, obviously, so he did it. So I wish him the best. And then uh, to, to kind of go off of what, you know, Jake, Jake said on his first question, as far as, you know, every single year you guys have gotten further into the playoffs. The next step now is to get to the title game and win it all. Do you have the pieces in your room to make a run like that? Oh, I sure hope so. I mean, I was, I was excited about what I saw today out on the football field. Uh, the goal is always to get better. Uh, that does not scare us that, you know, uh, that, that's the next step in our progression. Um, but this is not, in my opinion, and to you guys, national championship or bust. I mean, you can't really play it that way. Now, is that a goal of ours? Absolutely. Do I think we have the pieces in place to do it? Absolutely. Do things have to fall your way a little bit for those to happen? Yeah, we, we understand that, but that's why we're taking all the COVID precautions and we'll do everything we can to, you know, make sure we try to stay healthy on the football field, but then the ball's got to bounce your way a little bit and you got to stay healthy. And um, those are the goals for us this year, though. Okay. I have some uh, non-seniors from, from last year uh, who are no longer on the roster. seems like guys who probably just kind of uh, got their degrees and moved on. Um, but uh can you talk to me about the status of uh, a couple guys in specific with uh, Trey Tuttle and Caden Jenks? Yeah, so Caden Jenks, we ended up medicaling. He just 
um, for whatever reason, he just wasn't quite getting back to full health and we wished him the best. And, and I mean, he would have been a great player in this program had he stayed healthy, but just that that's part of football sometimes. And then Trey Tuttle, same way. He just felt like it was something he needed. He was ready to move on. Um, he's not here anymore. Next guy up. So uh, Trey's opted out, I guess, and he's he's no longer with the, the program? Yes. Um, just to follow up on that then, uh, I know you've got uh, Kyle Thompson, I believe, coming back from a mission. Um, what what does your, your kicking situation look like there? Well, I think uh, between him and Riley Erickson, may the best guy win, and they're both talented enough to do it. And um, if they go out there and play to their ability, I don't think we'll skip a beat there. They, I mean, they both can hit the ball the right way and have looked good throughout fall practices. And, uh, you know, we haven't done anything with the PT field goal unit yet. So time will tell, but I don't see us slipping at all there. Kind of a more off off topic question. Uh, a, a guy who you you know very well, Urban Meyer, got, uh, he he finally made his step into the NFL to become the Jaguars head coach. What are your thoughts on that? I can't wait to see it. Um, he's the word on the street is he's he's going to go in there and shake it up and try to run an, an an NFL program like he did in college. And you know, people have said that can't be done because of the money or whatever it is, and the players making so much. And but I think. If there's someone who can do it, I think it's him. I'm excited to see how he does it. And my guess, he's going to see a ton of success. So he's a great coach, obviously. Coach, I wanted to ask you one more question about your running back situation. Obviously, you have, you have Josh Davis back, Kevin Smith as well. Is it going to be a running back by committee approach? Or are you going to ha- kind of have a lead guy in Josh and then have the other guys fill in along the way? Well, we've got good backs. And Quinton Ganther, in my opinion, is the best running back coach in the country. So that guy leading those two. And, again, that's that's just them. The guy that led our team last year in touchdowns, Chris Jackson, I mean, people kind of overlook sometimes because the other two are so good, but Chris led our team in touchdowns last year. And so, I, I I mean, I like our running back crew. Dante McMillan is our fourth back, and I'm telling you, he could start at most schools across the country, and, and he's going to play a lot this year. So uh, the running back crew is deep. Um, it will be by committee so that we can keep them healthy through the hopeful 26 games this year. Uh, but, I mean, you got to feed your top dogs. And so Kevin and Josh will get tons of carries. And I think they complement each other very, very well. Uh, a couple of years ago, Coach Anderson was at Utah State, and he had three running backs, and all three got drafted into the NFL. They all stayed healthy. They all got lots of carries. Um, so it can be done. And then, and then I've had years where we were giving our tailback 28 carries a game and that can work like, uh, Utah did a couple years ago with Devonte Booker. So, um, both, both scenarios in my opinion are going to happen this year. You might get one guy dinged up and we're going to have to, you know, feed the other guy and, you know, but we want to keep him healthy and let him share the load most of the way. And with that, Kevin Smith is by far the healthiest he's been in three years. So I'm hoping he's back to that form that he looked like against James Madison three years ago when he looked like he was the best player on the field. And when we played Cal that year, Kevin Smith looked like a big-time Pac-12 back. So I think he's the best he's been in three years. So. Uh, 
Dave, just to follow up on that, um, I know you, you recruited in a way to get more depth in your secondary immediately. Um, do you feel like you're in a spot in in all of your position groups to kind of absorb that, that heavy schedule and, and find success, even though, you know, football is physical. Like you said, guys are going to get hurt. Um, but you feel like you're in a place to absorb that and, and be successful. And knock on wood, I think so right now. Um, you never know. It seems like there's years where when you get injuries, for some reason it just happens in one position group and you lose like five or six of them. But uh, we've bolstered all of our groups to be able to handle this year and, and hopefully we can do a good job of managing it, keep them healthy. Hey, Coach. I'm curious, uh, were you watching the Bills divisional game a couple weeks ago? And what do you think about Taryn bringing a little pride to the Weber State family? Well, that, that's so fun for a coach to watch players do that. And that play for Taryn might have been the biggest play in the NFL season this year for anybody. I mean, that was such a big deal. And the timing of it, you know, where, where Baltimore's getting ready to score a touchdown and tie it up, and then all of a sudden it's a 14-point swing. I mean, what a play that was. And I take great pride in that, and I know Taryn does in his play. And um, it brings recognition to Weber State, which it did. And um, we've got a couple guys in the league right now playing really well, so I'm excited to continue to watch where their futures go. Hey, Coach. So obviously, dealing with this pandemic has been a big adjustment for everyone. But have you been able to learn what to? and not to do after watching the FBS season? Um, no, because everybody's still trying to figure things out. Um, I will say this. I thought BYU did a phenomenal job of managing it and the season Kalani and his staff had down there. I went down there last week and spent four or five hours with their staff and just talked to their trainers, talked to Kalani, worked through schedules, worked through – protocols on what we can do to try to keep our guys from getting knocked out from, you know, uh, um, exposures. And uh, I've, t- I've talked to a lot of teams out there on, on trying to manage it the best we can. But the reality is something's going to come up and we're going to have to deal with it and we're going to have to face some adversity. And, and still on that Saturday, you're going to have to go win. So uh, that's kind of how we're approaching it. Did you ever have any conversations with Kyle Whittingham? Because, uh, you know, they, they had two games canceled when they had a huge out, outbreak among their, their program. Was he a guy that you also talked to as well? Well, I'll be honest. I, I mean, usually Kyle and I talk a lot, but I mean, I have not spoken with him as much during the pandemic. He was so worried about his season, and now I've been grinding through ours. And um, I'll reach out for sure here in the next week or so, but just – uh, I've not spoken to him yet much about this. 